0: Praise the Lord. Well, for the time less, I wanted to share with you um, is our month of friendship. And today I want to just talk briefly on um, how to avoid toxic friendships. Toxic friendship, poisonous friendships. It's very important because um, friendship is very important to God. Um, God says, can I do anything without telling my friend, Abraham? Isn't that interesting that God called a man his friend. And so he just tells us that Friendship is in the heart of God. We look at the, we look at the relationship between David and Jonathan, and the Bible talks about them having very strong friendship. So much so, Jonathan knew that the father who had, um, uh, was doing um, evil things against, uh, planning evil things against David, and then he, he chose his friend. I pray that God will send you good friends Amen. in Jesus' mighty name. Tell your neighbor you need a good friend. You need a good friend. Mm-hmm. And so, but, also, but you must also understand that some of us are surrounded by unhealthy friendships, unhealthy friendships. We are in unhealthy relationships with people, whether it's uh, towards marriage or just casual platonic friendship. And so, I want to talk about these kinds of three three things. That we won't have time to talk about how to how to come out of them. That will be next week. I'll tell you five ways to come out of a toxic relationship because time is fast spent. But I want to just share with you three things, three ways you can easily identify a toxic relationship, so you can so you can. Um, remove yourself from it. Remove your friends from it. Something listen very carefully. Uh, sometimes God cannot talk to you because of the company you keep. Sometimes God cannot reach you. And if you look at the way God, if you look at the way God works, He called us out of darkness. He didn't speak to us in darkness. And so you will see the Bible talks about Jesus. He And Jesus speaks to the disciples and he called them to himself. So there's always a calling to. And so sometimes the friends that you keep, the friends that you keep, they can either make you or they can marry you. But one thing is sure, they will not leave you the same. So you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful how you pick your friends and the kind of people you put around you. You have to be very intentional about the kind of friends you make. You see, friends are assets, but also friends can be humongous liabilities. And so, how do you begin to identify which friendship? Is is toxic. i just give it my top three. Right? There are many ways, but just top three. Uh, first, constant strife. Constant strife and constant division. Constant disagreement. Do you have a friend that you just strife with every now and then? You spend time, you, you, you spend, you make up you what do you call it, you you make you break up more than you make up. Or you yeah, you break up more than you make up, isn't it? You just, so, so you just cannot have a normal conversation without turning to an argument. I used to have a friend like that. Everything is just argument. You just argue about everything. You just like to argue. Man, I may also have my own problem. I don't like being saved. You know, I don't like people thinking, I mean, so it's just oh, it's, uh, no, that's not uh, no, I I don't agree with you. I, I said, uh, the more I say I don't agree, the more he said, the more I, but before you know it, the whole thing has flared up. You know, the Bible says, can two walk together? Amos three, three. Can and that was a question God is asking you this morning. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? And so so. so your, your, if you have a, a good, the sign of a good friend, friendship is that you you walk together and then you are in agreement. You are in agreement. Any friendship that that just draws life out of you cannot be right. Cannot be right. Any friendship that just sucks the living daylight out of you just cannot be right. The Bible says, it says, where envy and self-seeking exist, James 3.16, it, it says, confusion, where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and, and every evil thing are there. There are, friends that, there are friends that envy you. You know, they just won't celebrate your progress. They just won't celebrate your progress. Every time you come with a good news, they have a counter good news. <laughs> Every time you have a testimony, they have a counter-testimony. And the basis of that friendship is simply because they feel they are one step ahead of you. And there are some friends that you have, you can never measure up. You can never measure up. You can never agree on any matter. I'm talking about just friends now, just friends. I'm not talking about marriage. Marriage, you need counseling. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's a little bit too late. I'm not, about, I'm not talking about covenant relationship because you've already. That, that's a marriage is a covenant relationship. That's a different thing. As well. I'm talking about just friends, you know, like friends, you know, or the, the guy you are checking out because you have an intention of getting married to him, or the girl you are checking out, that kind of thing. You know, there's always a. I don't believe. Okay, take that back. All right, there, there's always a motive behind every friendship. All right. Now, if we just friendship between guys, you know, I just used to have friends like that. It's just every friend's argument. I say, oh, do you know so and so and so and so? He said, oh, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> but it's very clear. No, 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 no. I, I don't. Nah, oh. And there are some friends you have. They always want to have the last say. They always want to have the last say. You can't just. Not, you cannot agree on any matter. In, I mean, wholly agree on any matter. Even scriptures. <laughs> have you found that kind of friends? They just argue scriptures with you. Like like they went to the cross. <laughs> it's, it's true. It just accurate Scripture. It just, I, why, don't you just, why don't you just receive what I think I know about the Scripture? Why don't you just give me some faith credit? No. 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 I don't see that. that, that uh, according, to <laughs> according to Proverbs 32, <laughs> which doesn't exist, by the way. It, so, so basically, these are just toxic, toxic. Every time you spend arguing and every time you live in division, you're not moving forward. You're not moving forward. And once there's conflict, the Bible says that what you find that demons can come and infest it. Do you understand? So the Greek word for confusion means unstable. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable. Unstable. So that means that when there is instability, confusion is inevitable. That situation is out of hand; is out of order. You know, God is a God of order. Every time you step out of alignment, every time you find yourself hanging around somebody that you are not in agreement with, you are not in agreement. In, so choose friends that you are totally and wholly in agreement with, that you are going in the same direction, you believe in the same things. You are like tact team. You are like tact teammates in the battle of life. That is the kind of friends you should have. That's at least that I believe you should have. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so the Bible says, it says when envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Have you met friends who are self-seeking? Everything is about them. You're going to sit down and have a conversation. Go sit down for like five or ten minutes, or whether it's to coffee, or, it's, or they come and visit you, or you go visit them. Everything is about them. Oh, my job, my husband, my wife, my children. Oh, oh my daughter got this. My son got this. But hey, please. Hello. Oh. And then you just sit down and just say, hmm, eh, oh, eh, eh, oh, eh, yeah, my favorite one. Oh, hey, eh, ah, oh, ah. So, with those kind of friendships, are you in the same? Can two walk together? So you are meant to walk together. You are meant to flow together. Friendships must have flow to it. Amen? Praise the Lord. The second one is people who knew you back then. Friends who celebrate your history more than your future. Friends who remind remind you when you were small. They always talk about your yesterday. They always talk about your, they never talk about your tomorrow. They never talk about where you are going to. They always talking about where you are coming from. Friends like that can be toxic. Friends who remind you of the the mistakes of yesteryears. You know, oh, ah, you know, I saw your, we're talking about relationships, right? you know, it's nice really to get married to the right person. Yeah, oh, well, uh, how is he going with you, you and um, mister? He said, oh, oh, it's nice, It's nice. Ah, he's better than, thank God he didn't marry that one. Then all of a sudden, we, we change our conversation from this nice guy that God has anointed and chosen for me to, oh, that guy, yeah, remember when he used to do, remember when he used to do, well, in the next 40 minutes, and we're not talking about going forward anymore, we are talking about the mistake I could have made that I made five years ago. That's not a good friend. Anyone who celebrates your, who who highlights your errors of yesteryears is a toxic friend. Tell me about my future. Celebrate my moment with me. Celebrate my moment with me. Don't remind me of my errors of yesterday. And there are friends that will never talk about how anointed you are today. They will never talk about how you have grown They never talk about how well you are doing. They never talk about the things that you have overcome. Wow, praise God for you. You've moved forward. You've moved upward. You've moved outward. No. Everything is about the mistakes you made yesterday. They they, they highlight and magnify your errors. They will never see you the way you are now. They always see you within the context of the errors you made yesterday. That's not a good friend. Not a good friend. And you saw the same thing with Jesus in Matthew 13, 53 to verse 58. Came and did he couldn't do anything, and they, said, they were asking, "Oh, wow, why, is this not a capital son? Where did he get this? Where did he get this? Where what school did he go to? Where did he learn to speak like this? We knew him when he was running around here, and they were, you know, we knew him. I mean, and that's one mistake we can make, especially as a, a leader. Many of our young ones today, they went through here, you know, and I and I always tell myself as as their pastor now that ah, you know what? Many of them you used to take them to school. You used to drop them to drop, drop them off in school, but they are not kids anymore. You have to learn to respect them. Learn to respect them. And that's one mistake parents make: you, you, you cut a kid that your kid leaves home right at um, 17, 18, right, goes to uni, right, spend three years, three years, and they come out with a degree. That means the whole that means a whole the whole the whole world recognises that kid that that kid is the leader. Except at home. You the mama, you the papa. So it's still your little girl, little boy. No, that's a big mistake. That's yesterday. Wake up and smell the coffee. You have a little... <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And, and so that friendship between mom and dad can easily degenerate. Between mom and dad, between mom and kids and child can easily degenerate. I remember when my kids were growing, um, typical of uh, very overprotective church um, uh, leaders, you know, so they, they are, my, my, they, they are in, in church. They used to tell my um, son, "Then oh, sit here, do here, do this, do that, do this." They used to instruct him. So I used to call the um, the junior church um, uh, leader who used to handle preteens. Then I, I said, "Come, I said, you see that kid, right? This is in my office now. I said, please don't spare him. I said because he lives with me. I said, I said he, I said he plays football. Then." at home he has trophies, he has awards, I said, don't let him fool you, please use him. Don't treat him like a kid, I said, because the whole world thinks he's a leader, I said, put the weight of leadership on him, I said, because I know what his capability is. And to so all the kids, it's the same thing, I don't spare them. And so in church today, right, in this church, you would know that we treat our young ones as leaders. We respect them. Now, there are people that you will say there. are some friends who will keep. Maybe they, know you, maybe they knew you when you had nothing. They still treat you like you still have nothing. Hello? I remember one time, a friend of mine was saying some things about me because he knew me when I had nothing. He knew me when I knew nothing. He knew me when I was on the ground, and he was saying some rubbish about me. And that friend said, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Don't say that about Eddie anymore. Have you seen him of recent? Oh, he's moved on. Tell him, well, i moved on. Exactly. Don't hang around your friends who don't know that you have moved on. Don't treat me I'm, Don't treat me like I'm still where... There are friends that you keep. They treat you like you are still where you were yesterday. Meanwhile, God is dealing with you every day. Maybe you have friends who knew that you made one mistake a year or two years ago and they are still looking at you like you are still in that same mistake, but you've moved on. So you need to move. You need to change company. Look for new friends who recognize you for who you are today. So friends who are constantly... constantly talking about um, what what they knew about you back then, yesterday. They never see your future. They never see your progress. They never see your anointing. They never see your grace. Avoid them. Unless if you are married to them. (laughs) Avoid them. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. So... Seek counsel for this is not this is not applicable to marriage. <laughs> so don't go home and say, aha, it's you pastor we're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, church, you, you understand my heart, right? So we're talking about toxic. And if it's a problem, then talk about it. All right? Honey, I wish I want you to celebrate me more. You tell your spouse, I need I need you to celebrate me more. I need you to be I need you to love me more. I need you to celebrate my strength more. I can, you know, yeah, be be open. I can do with a lot of um, uh, affirmation from you. The last one, but not the least, I call these ones the violators of the heart. Mm. These are friends who take advantage of you, they prey on your heart, they rob you of your control. They are friends like manipulative friends. Manipulative friends. Maybe you grew up in an environment where you were not affirmed when you were growing up. And so when people say nice things about you, it's like a drug to you. I've seen people like that. You tell them, oh, you look nice. Oh, you are handsome. Oh, what? Is that six-pack I see there? <laughs> I think so. You know, there are people like that. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you, so you, they, they become vulnerable. They get addicted to the praise. And what does a friend do? The friend can take advantage of it. You use that, that, so that that affirmation become a, like, because you know it has a, an effect of a drug to these people, to this, to this friend, you, you manipulate them. You make demands of them knowing fully well that they cannot resist because they are drawn to your affirmation. And there are people like that. Do you have friends like that? Watch out for them and change them quickly. Change them quickly. People who tell you what you want to hear, because of what they want to gain. There are friends like that. They tell you what you want to hear. They know what's missing in your life. So they use what's missing in your life, right, to get what, to feed what they want out of you. You see, sometimes you see it in spiritual settings. People come, and they say, and they say, and they say, um, you know they are vulnerable, they have a need, they want to see Jesus, They they want a miracle, they have a challenge. And then, you, and then if, you, if you fall into the hands of the wrong person, they can see all that. And they give you this word of prophecy, give, you, give paint a bright future for you, tell you everything, and they say, go bring this money. Have you noticed that most people, they, can, they just can't help themselves. They go bring the money. But You know why? Because, because their heart has been violated. That's the way Jesus did it. So don't give your heart to anyone who will violate it. Only God, has, only God should have control over your heart. So vow, let us take advantage of your needs. You also see it in children. That's how, that's how, you see it in children. Mommy, I love you. Oh, oh, I love you too. Oh, I'm so cute. Yeah, mommy, you know I love you very much. I love you. Oh, come, come for a cuddle. Come for a cuddle and then they come. (laughs) And then two seconds later. Mommy, I want McDonald's. (laughs) Get behind me, Satan. (laughs) That's, that's manipulation. You tell me what I want to hear because of what you want to gain. Now, who is telling you what you want to hear right now because of what they want to take from you? So, that's the values of the heart. They just take and take and take and take and take. Friendship should be balanced. Friendship should be balanced. Friendship should be balanced. So, take stock today. Take inventory today. Make sure nobody is violating you. Make sure you are not being abused. Make sure you are not being taken advantage of. Maybe you are not, make sure you are not being manipulated. A healthy friendship is of give and take. Give and take. Give and take. It should be balanced. Every time you are with a friend, you should feel uh, empowered. You should feel, uh, you should feel excited. You should feel progressive. That's how. That's the value a friend brings on board. You should not feel small. You shouldn't feel small. There are friends that just wear you out. You speak to them after. Have you? Do you, have, you have you? Have you been in company with some people? You go and you go out with them, or you chat with them, and then when you get back, for just no reason, he's just tired. He's just tired. And for some people, you talk to them on the phone for five minutes. Say, I think I want to go out and sleep. He's just exhausted. That's a toxic friend it means that you have been you, you means that you have been you have been you have been injected with a, a virus <laughs> that just wears you out saps your energy and i and i and i got a practical demonstration of this this week you know at, at um, 50 plus I'm I'm, I'm I'm supposed to be taking my blood pressure every every um regularly so um, i just sat down my study and I, I said you have to do it three times so i did the first one and there was um, 122 over 80 something. I said, yeah, man, I'm just on top of this thing right now. I think I'm looking my best. And so as I was getting ready to take the second test, my phone went off. So I picked up this phone and I spoke to this friend for about like four minutes. And it wasn't anything bad. We just said, hey, what's going on? Where are you going to? All right, all right. Oh, I mean, a long time. Then I took my reading. It was 147 over 93. That's not a good friend. (laughs) So I said, Bola, Bola, Bola. you just believe believe I have a scientific proof that this is not a good friend? (laughs) How many of you are, because of your friends, your BP is so high you don't know because you are young. Your blood pressure is so high you don't know. That's why they call it the silent killer. When you are in your 30s, you don't know. When you are in your 20s, you don't know. If you don't take care of this when you are in your 40s, you start having problems because that friend you kept when you were in your 20s have already damaged your heart. Be careful about it. Now, listen very carefully. God, 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 can there are certain things about about your life and your future that God will not tell you unless you change your company. Say, Abraham, Abraham, come, come. Leave your father's house and go to a place I will show you. And then God told him to separate himself from Lot. There are some companies that you will keep, right? You you will unconsciously have to choose between a vibrant destiny and that friendship. And many of you are choosing those friendships right now because you don't you can't say no. And then many of you also know that this person is detrimental to where I'm going to, but you can't, you don't have, you don't have the belly or the liver <laughs> or the kidney to even say, you could say no. But I will show you next week five ways you can gradually remove yourself from that kind of, this does not apply to married couples, okay? <laughs> this does not apply to, I'm not showing you five ways to leave your husband, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, just a disclaimer, please read it, read the pray there, all right? I'm not showing you five ways to leave your husband. I'm showing you five ways to leave a, a, your friendship. And this, this is a single thing right now, all right? <laughs> you might suppose you are done. You are done. Go seek counsel. <laughs> go and seek counsel. We need prayer, fasting. Upon man's That shall be deliverance. Pray <laughs> for deliverance. Yeah, that's for you. But these other ones, before you go in, ah, you see, can we meet for coffee? It's. Coffee is 20 minutes. 15 minutes you argue. Five minutes you talk about your third parties. Five minutes gossip. 15 minutes fight. What kind of friendship is that? And there are some friends they just take advantage of you. You can't say no, I say it all the time. And then there are some people they have a need to belong. They have a need to belong. And so me, I, you know, I went. To, I went to a boarding school, right? Now I went to a boarding. Sc- I went to a boarding school. I went to a boarding school. My guy said, the "Time is up. I'll tell the story next time." <laughs> you like story too much. <laughs> gossip, gossip is bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You want to gossip? What do you want to hear about my? I have nothing to tell you. Right to your feet. I let us close. <laughs>